Welcome to The Grid is for Squares. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is our 14th episode. Time just keeps on turning. Have we done one every other week? <coughs> um, besides a couple weeks ago when right. we went dark. Radio yeah. silence, right. Wow, so we bought it in October and we started... Bought the property. This. Yeah, yep. yeah. And we started doing this in January, right? Yep. Wow. Yep. For a while we had episodes built up. Um, just in case we didn't have anything to talk about, but we right. ran through those, and now we're just trying to figure out. Some weeks it's more obvious than others. Um, you know, yeah. we talked about water and fire for a couple weeks more generally because we didn't, we hadn't been up to the property in a few weeks, but now Vince has, so we'll get to that in a yeah, few minutes. Yeah, let's start with what are we smoking today? Oh, and did That's we say our me. names? No, I'm Amy. I'm Vince. Hi. From before, from, <laughs> from the podcast. From before, from the podcast you're listening to. Um, this is The Greatest for Squares. <laughs> um, and today we're smoking Dosi Low. Dosi Low. It's a hybrid. Um, you know, I was a Girl Scout for my, almost my entire childhood. I actually was a late Girl Scout, a late blooming Girl Scout. Most girls, I feel like, are Girl Scouts and they're, you know, when they're a child. But I didn't join until I was, I don't know, like 14 or something. And then I stayed in all throughout high school. I got my gold award, which is the equivalent of the Eagle Scout. But nobody knows what it is because people don't care about girls as much as boys. I was just going to ask if they have like a female Eagle, Eagle Scout. Scout award. They sure do. Like and it's... it's called the gold award. And I got it. All right. Uh, we got our gold award. My troop got our gold award um, for doing some work with women and children at a shelter in northeast Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Cool. Sorry, that was a tangent. Why did we get into that? Oh, because we're smoking Dosi Lo. Because we're do- smoking Dosi Lo. And Dosi Do is Dosi Do is a Girl Scout Girl cookie. Girl Scout yeah. cookie. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. Like, did you get a like a discount on Girl Scout cookies? cookies? Um, no, That's I don't think so. That's my main question about your so. experience. Did sell them, though. Brought them to All high right. school. Nice. Carted them around. Very popular. Oh, I still buy them anytime I see somebody. Doesn't even have to be a Girl Scout. Could just be somebody <laughs> who has a box of Girl Scout cookies uh-huh. that they've eaten half of already. Uh, so it's also Freedom Day. Freedom, freedom, freedom. Oi. Um, I noticed that we have a tendency to go to the property. I mean, it makes sense that, like, it always lines up with a holiday. Because if we have a three-day right. weekend, I'm going to go up there. Yeah, Thanksgiving, so, Christmas, Memorial, Memorial Day. Day. So, anyway. yeah, Vince went up just this past Fourth of July weekend. Yeah, yeah, it was Fourth of July. I like to call it Freedom Day, though. Um, what is What does it mean to you? Well, I posted a little bit about the 4th of July on Instagram. It's, I mean, it's a rough time to celebrate America, right? Yeah. Like, it's always been a rough time to celebrate America, but mm-hmm. all the more so right now as we, like, do almost the worst globally at a pandemic and, you know, have to rise up in the streets over racial violence and yeah, that great. Yeah, we're not putting on a very good show of it this year. I've never been super patriotic. Um, you know, anti-authority, that, that's yeah. sort of who we are. Yeah, but I think there was still a part of me, even a few years ago, like, this is a good country, it's a great experiment, and we go out of blah, 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 but yeah. I just don't, I don't feel that way anymore. I'm kind of bullies. Yeah, I mean, the ideals of freedom are great, but, like, people who say America is the greatest country in the world because of freedom, like, have it been to Europe or to a lot of other countries where they are perfectly free, just as free as we are. Like, that's not a uniquely American thing. What are you talking about? Yeah, free from universal health care is what they mean. Yeah, free from having to take science seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, it's, for me, I, I try to make it a very personal thing. Like, I did finally get the internet the other day, and I saw what you put on Instagram. Get the internet? Yeah, I got one oh, of those. Oh, you got service up on the property, you mean? Uh, no, I got one of those AOL CDs in the mail, <laughs> and I put it in my computer, uh -huh. and I got, like, 30 free like minutes. three internets. Yeah, I got three internets. <laughs> um, so one of the things I did with my internet is I checked out your, your Instagram post oh. about... <laughs> protecting the things that you like because there are things like national parks we've got some beautiful national parks America in this country is beautiful yeah that i will absolutely say and we have know, some of the most unique amazing wild spaces in the world by the time they thought of it they didn't have any old growth left in europe and a lot of places in the world are just way too old mm. to have anything natural right. so we're really lucky that we have those and that's what i love about america and thank you for putting that out there um because i think that's that's important we got to protect the things we love. And so for me, for like the past decade, I've always tried to make it about um, doing something for the planet or like doing something for my garden, doing something outside. Some years I'll plant a little freedom garden. Uh-huh. Didn't you plant seeds. the Jack jacaranda? Yep. yep. Planted a jacaranda in like 2017 on our block. There's just this bare patch where they had cut out the sidewalk mm -hmm. it was just dirt or maybe they'd pulled another tree or something i think that's it a tree had died there yeah they never but they never put anything else in there so it's just mm -hmm. a bare patch of dirt so yeah cool Vince thing rogue is, planted a tree yeah i rogue planted a jacaranda and then only after that found out the jacaranda is protected in glendale so now they can't so even they remove can't it take it out oh my god i love <laughs> yeah. that i mean they could but they'd have to go through so many channels yeah, which yeah. is the reason that the tree didn't get planted in the first place uh, -huh. uh but i digress every year try to do something for the planet or for me and this year i tore it up at the property mm -hmm. um i made some good uh agendas i made some good google calendar <laughs> yep. events for myself yep um, so yeah, I went up by myself, mm -hmm. drove my mom's Subaru, got a bunch of water in there and yeah, got up really early. Yeah. Like 5 a.m. or something. Yeah. I got right on the Friday. road by 6.30, um, got up there just after noon. I took it nice and slow. Um, but then with the idea that I was going to drive down into Mariposa and get some sand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's not much in Mariposa, but there is an Ace Hardware. Yeah, and I found out over the course of three successive trips that yeah. it's about 15 minutes away. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I got all the sand up there and unloaded it. Um, and my mom's Ming Aurelia survived. That was cool. She set up this, like, uh, just gallon jug with um, a string coming out. You fill that with water, and then you tighten the cap on the string so that part of the string is in the bottle and some of it is out and then you can like set that down on the dirt and it just keeps wicking out the water over like weeks or months depending on how you and she had just really dialed it in so luckily this cool. thing survived a lot of the other plants got cooked because yeah. it's been like 100 it's degrees like 100 degrees yeah yeah day in day out um so yeah i'm really glad that one survived that was one she Good. really cared about yeah and a lot of the other things we planted sort of shriveled up but we knew that was going to happen, and mm -hmm. that's why we planted a lot of bulbs. And I think those uh -huh. are still hanging out in the ground in pretty good shape. Yeah. We have some potatoes, too, right? Do yeah. we have carrots, onions? Mm, well, no carrots. Yet? Those are not uh, annuals. You have to reseed mm. those every oh, year. Potatoes, though, will just kind of keep spreading. So we got huh. potatoes and garlic. Potatoes. Potatoes. Did plant some peas and squash, but, like, they didn't survive to mm. seed. Uh-huh. 
Um, it was just because I had so many of them. Yeah. The poison oak's kind of coming back. All the food died, but the yeah, poison oak's the doing great. Yeah, and the ground dried up, and then the poison oak came back because it just the doesn't worst. water. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Um, but whatever, we're learning, and we know yeah, we gotta yeah, we gotta choose the yeah, right no time worries. of year to we'll clear it, out. and we gotta choose the right time of year to put something in its place. So right. milkweed is my jam right now. I did throw some milkweed up there. Cool. Um, but it's still, you know, this is not the time of year for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it got up to we left a little thermometer in the greenhouse. So when I got up there, I opened it up and saw that it had gotten up to a hundred thirty-eight. Yeah, one of the days I was there, it got up to 142 in the, in the greenhouse. greenhouse. Yeah. Oh, boy. We did as careful and thorough a job as we possibly could, making sure that no liquids, nothing flammable, no fucking nothing aerosol combustible, cans. nothing aerosol. Yeah, like nothing meltable even. Took out all the candles. No batteries. Because we knew it was going to get up to like 140 yeah. in there, and it sure did. Yeah, yeah, it got real hot. How... Are you going to have plants in there? Right. What's the point of a greenhouse? Well, <laughs> if you don't live in California and it's not I mean, you guys are the ones that wanted to buy a right? greenhouse. And we put it there. And, and like, what in the actual your... fuck, right? Yeah. Well, we did our best to cite it, but it does end up being in the sun a lot. Here's one thing I think is the more stuff you get in there, mm-hmm. it's like a refrigerator, right? Counterintuitively... It takes more energy to cool an empty fridge than one that has a bunch of stuff in it. Because the stuff can maintain the temperature a lot easier. Where if all the fridge is doing is like cooling this mass of air, that air can freely exchange, you know. Sure. So once there are actually plants in the greenhouse, Mm -hmm. they're also going to be transpiring and Mm -hmm. there's going to be like evaporative cooling going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm optimistic cautiously optimistic that adding plants to the greenhouse will moderate that effect a little sure well and you know you can always just have it as a temporary space during the winter to keep things from oh right freezing and move them out in the summer and do something else with them in the summer now i don't i'm not actually uh regretting buying a greenhouse or anything it's just like this is a major issue that we hadn't really thought all the way through just how hot or maybe you did and you just accepted it as a yeah i mean i think you can you can always leave the greenhouse we never intended to plant things in the ground in the greenhouse because of the hardware cloth yeah but i think it was like we're always a a season both a season behind and a season ahead yeah where we really wanted this greenhouse in the middle of the winter when it was like snowing and raining and cold and shitty all the time. Right, yeah. Being inside when that we greenhouse. We didn't have it awesome. is when we needed it, and now that we have it, we yeah. don't need it. But we'll need it again. Yeah, Seasons definitely. Seasons come around. Mm-hmm. It still sometimes rains. You still got to put your food somewhere at night that, mm-hmm. you know, the night animals aren't going to get at. Uh, so it's still. Nanimals. Nanimals. Um, and I'm glad you mentioned it because it's also like. Um, what's the word? Experiment? Workspace. Yeah, it's an experiment um, for the other things we want to try, um, like in-floor heating and stuff like that. Right. So that was one of my big objectives when I was up there, trying to get the the vision of the green, the fully realized greenhouse within sight. Um, the in-floor heating is the very last layer. Slash in-floor cooling? Yeah. Will that be a helpful part of the final greenhouse yeah. temperature so, solution? Let's start from the bottom up. We built the whole greenhouse um, 
built it a little bit above the ground because we knew we wanted to add some stuff in later. So this time what I did is I laid in the drainage plumbing and on top of that is going to go this little tubing that will serve as both heating and cooling. You can send, you can circulate hot or cold water through mm -hmm. it and then that'll help control the temperature. So that you didn't lay this time, right? Not yet. No. Okay. That's the very last layer and then top that with sand and then we're going to put bamboo mats on top of that. So there's still a lot of work. I mean, mm -hmm. it's a lot of fucking work to get this thing going. But once it's done, ideally, it's it's a little bit more of a controlled interior space. There right. won't be any more bugs. Mm -hmm. You'll be able to heat it and cool it to some extent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you ha said you had a bit of a close encounter with a... Scorpion? Well, oh. a scorpion, scorpions, yes, and a jumping spider yeah, in the middle of the, of the biggest, night. Uh, it was like a red nocturnal spider it was fucking huge it was oh. the biggest jumping spider oh, i've ever seen I don't like it. And it was fast oh. oh it was so fast and like i was looking at it with my headlamp in the middle of the night uh -huh. and i wanted to like chase it down you know we're borderline vegan <laughs> we really care about living things but like spiders in our space like the bigger they are just no i'm sorry i'll try to get you outside right but if you jump and you're like sketchy and sometimes you jump away from me and sometimes you jump towards me like yeah i'm totally gonna kill you if i get the chance yeah like, sorry, this is bro. not cool so yeah. uh but i didn't get this one just scurried on away Oof. so yeah I want so yeah say... i am looking forward to the greenhouse floor being done so hopefully we will have fewer yeah. nighttime no crawling visitors Ugh. The other thing I worked on while I was up there, uh, it was my first foray into metalworking and rivets. Right. Um, yeah, I have never used like a rivet tool before. Um, so I wanted to make some foundation vents for the greenhouse because it's got the roof what do you call those things? Windows? Well, they're kind of windows. They're not meant to like look out. They're more like vents, roof vents. Um, so it's got those they up like top. They cantilever open. Yes. Right. And they let hot air out, but like how are you supposed to let the cool air in, right? right. Um, and also you just always need ventilation in a space right. to be able to circulate air. Yeah. So the other thing we're trying to do is get these little metal boxes that go that connect the airspace inside the greenhouse to the airspace outside. So I got some 14-inch um, wide aluminum metal flashing. Just comes in a nice roll, uh, but you kind of have so to like a sixteenth of an inch thick or something. Uh, I think even thinner even than thin, that, probably like a thirty-second or something. Or it starts to be measured in mil instead, sure. like thousandth of, sure. thousandth of an inch, or maybe millimeters. Uh, yeah, maybe like half a millimeter thick or something, and it's in a roll. But that's still really strong. So cut that to length, and then I made some marks, and I used um, a metal toolbox and a wrought iron gate piece that had some like nice iron square bars on it, and then a two by four to to make some really clean creases. Yeah, to fold it up into a box, and then. Uh, pre-drilled out the little holes for the rivets you got to drill holes that are like the same size I think I mentioned this the other week slower is always better so I bought some brand new I got a brand new eighth inch drill bit um and ran it slow and yeah punched right through that aluminum cool um and then use the rivet tool and put a rivet in there and squeeze it and it Clamps the two pieces of metal together all permanent like. Now you got a metal box. Yeah. Two? Four? Four. I mean, four, four of those metal boxes. I still have to put the hardware cloth in the middle because you still don't want like mm -hmm. bugs to crawl up and through right. it. Um, 
But yeah, they want to. You want to put it in the middle, or do you want to cover the box with it, like the sixth plane of the box? You know what I mean. Undecided right now, and this is where you could probably help with that top layer. Hmm. Maybe have it extend both inside and outside. I'm just thinking, like, if you have it, so if you have it in the middle, it would be just like vertical mm -hmm. in the center of the box. Yes. Wouldn't a lot of stuff fall in the box on leaves and dirt and stuff on each side, or at least on the outside half Whoa, that you'd have to clean out? Dude. Wouldn't it be better to put the mesh on the top? Totally. Oh, yay, I helped. Yeah, you totally helped. Well, because I was just <laughs> You're hearing this in real time, people. It's open enough that you could, like, reach in once a year and clean sure, the stuff out. Sure. Or, like, you pointed out, too, like, it could get water in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, like, a tiny hole where the corners That's meet. That's true. If anything out, but... does fall through, then it would make it a lot harder to take mm -hmm. it out. But it's only like three inches deep. It's really not mm -hmm. that inaccessible. But it's sure. kind of gross and inconvenient. But what you're talking about is way better. I'm also well, thinking about... Well, what if it does about... fill with water, though, if it, when it's raining? Um, well, then we just don't have ventilation while it's raining. And as the ground dries out, it'll it'll clear out. Okay. Um, or we'll figure or it we'll out. Or we'll figure later. it out. Yeah. 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 Cross that bridge when we come to it. It shouldn't rust very readily. Cool. It's aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um, so the top of the box is going to be flush with the ground level, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, with the ground level inside the greenhouse, which is also the bottom of the frame. Yeah, so next steps are putting in the ventilation boxes that yeah, you made. Yeah, once we finish those, yeah. Running the pipe. Yeah, the, the tubing. tubing, rather. Yeah, that goes on top of that. And that connects to pipe that you have already laid. Um, well, that part's outside the greenhouse, so that's, oh, that's connecting just to drainage. the water heater. Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the pipe inside for drainage is for, you know, it's a greenhouse, so if you overwater, sure. stuff spills out on the floor, that drains out. Yeah. The, you're talking about the supply for the, for the in-floor heating and cooling. Mm -hmm. That point of connection is going to be outside the greenhouse. So, um, the next step is laying the flexible tubing I think in a like fully pressurized, fully realized version, you use PEX, um, which is really good, like pressure rated um, flexible tubing, which is the industry standard for radiant heating and cooling. Hmm. But in our case, since this is an experiment and my mom works in the medical field, she has a bunch of tubing that she saved, like medical tubing. Can't handle really high pressure, probably can't handle really, really high, high heat yeah. either. But whatever, we're going to experiment with it. We're going to see. So yeah, run that in, sorry, a grid probably <laughs> uh, or a long well, snake. Yeah, it's going to have to be round, right? It can't be a grid because right, right yeah, angles right. will kink the uh -huh. tubing. So yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a sinewy a little zigzag. snake. So yeah, it yeah. does a little sinewy snag, sinewy zigzag snake <laughs> through the greenhouse. Um, cover that with sand and then connect it on the outside to a circulating pump connected to your solar water heater, mm -hmm. um, which we do have a water heater there, um, which can be connected to any hot or water supply sure. that you can circulate through. Um, so yeah, pretty much all the components are there for that mm -hmm. in-floor heating and cooling, which is really rad. So then you cover that sinewy pipe with sand. Uh, tubing yep. with more sand. Yeah, need about 2,000 pounds more of sand. Wow. Yeah. Um, and then on top of that is going to go straw mats. Yeah, straw bamboo. Um, yeah. And then all around the outside of the greenhouse to hold the hardware cloth up in place are bricks. Bricks, yeah. Which you also worked on 
while you were up there. Yeah, that was the other big project. I doubled uh, our current number of bricks. We've been making, we just bought... <laughs> from one to two. From one to two, well, yeah. I mean, it was just a doubling. Uh, we've but got no, our it process was, what, down. from four to, no, We've talked, six to uh, how many do we have now? Did I fucking triple it? I tripled our bricks. Rad. Nice. How many did, how we had many five for starters, okay. and now we have 15. Cool. One of them broke, but let's backtrack. We've talked about this a little bit before, but um, we just bought two bags of cement um, when my brother was visiting. Uh, so there are each 90-pound bags of just cement. That's the raw glue that holds concrete together. And then we have tons of rocks and sand and shit up there. Mm -hmm. So that 90 pounds, I just broke into the second bag for our next, our last round of bricks. And so it's all still local, right? You didn't, did you say you used any of the sand that you got from Ace? No, that no, that's just all for all. the floor yeah. of the greenhouse. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that. The the aggregate is kind of both the big it's it's both the aggregate and the sand. Usually uh, the recipe uh -huh. is water, cement, sand, aggregate. But that raw ingredient we have an abundance on site. From clearing out the dugout, I've probably got like two thousand pounds of gravel. Just need to bust it up a little more, and that's really good clean aggregate probably have a pile of like 200 pounds that are fully processed already so i just grab a bucket full of that i've got our bathroom scale set up in the smithy which was the smithy is the concrete pouring area that maury set up when he was out here and as a bonus the bathroom scale isn't in our bathroom anymore so i don't have to think about how much coronavirus weight i've gained because that doesn't <laughs> matter and who cares yeah, the bathroom scale is going to a really good Much use Much better now. use. Yeah. Making bricks. So yeah, I filled up. I, The reason I was able to triple the bricks is I really maxed out the space we have on the table in the smithy and decided to make five bricks per round. And that ended up being about 60 pounds of aggregate that I measured out in the five-gallon bucket on the scale. And then I grabbed uh, 30 pounds of cement. To that, added about... 15 pounds of water, which comes out to almost two gallons, and mix that all up in the five-gallon bucket. I really need to invest in a paddle mixer or just like a concrete mixing drill bit. They're really fucking cheap mm. because you can't really wear nitrile gloves when you're mixing the concrete. It's gonna, it just tears right through them right away. So I took off my wedding ring I tied it around a piece of paracord that was <laughs> tied to a bottle, so there was no way in fuck I was going to lose oh. it. Uh, and then I set that off to the side, and then I got in there, and oh, the rocks just, and the sand just scratching oh, on your arm. concrete up to your elbows. And you run into these dry patches, and you're like, no, I got to bust this up. Yeah. Otherwise, you get flash setting. You get all sorts of weird effects uh -huh. from having too much water in one place and not enough in another so yeah, you got to mix it pretty quick. You got like 10, maybe 15 minutes in, in decent weather. Uh, so yeah, I made the first batch in the morning on the on the first full day I was there. Yep. And they had the full day in the sun. So that meant I could take them out at like 4 o'clock. And that really is best if you can prepare your mold the night before and cast first thing in the morning when it's cool. Uh -huh. um, and when it's then... 100 degrees outside, I suppose it cures concrete pretty fast. Yeah, it's... It still doesn't, like, cure, like, unworkably fast. The problem is just when you're mixing it. It's totally different mm. conditions. So on the second day, I tried to follow that exact same formula, but I ended up needing way more water mm. um, because it was starting to flash set. Because I used cold water 
but the aggregate and the cement were both, you know, baking in the sun, probably mm -hmm. more than 100 degrees. So I could tell right away, like, it wasn't mixing up. So then I frantically added extra water, uh -huh. but I, I wasn't able to measure it. And I knew that it was too much water for the mix, sure. but it needed it to mix. Yeah. So that's the compromise that you make, you know, in the extra heat. And the thing about the water is it doesn't evaporate. It doesn't go away. It mm -hmm. just kind of becomes part of the matrix and you end up with a darker, more chalky, not as strong piece of concrete. Right. So first batch went great. I'd recommend, you know, pour in the morning. Don't worry too much because it's fucking outdoor bricks mm -hmm. about like how good your molds look. Just do it quick and dirty. You can bust it out later in the day. What did you guys make your molds out of? Oh, great question. So this time I bought like a piece of chalkboard, like a two foot by four foot piece of like chalkboard material. It's like Luon underneath. So just press board and then like a, some kind of layer on the top that lets you use chalk on it. Um, and then just regular lumber, like two by fours and one by three for the, for the outside frame of it. Um, you screw that together and then you also use black silicone to seal the corners of it. So and basically just making like a big shallow box. Well, whatever yeah. size and shape it, you want it's about your the brick size, to yeah, be. Yeah, whatever size you want your brick to be, which in our case, we're having them sort of tapered bottom to top. So they're thicker on the bottom and thinner on the top. They're 16 inches wide and eight inches high and about two inches thick at the mm -hmm. bottom and an inch and a half thick at the top. Right. So they're pretty big. They're not like your standard brick yeah. size, which is what I was expecting the whole time you guys were talking oh, about. Oh, right. Not quote, like red bricks. bricks unquote. Yeah. Yeah they're, yeah. they're more like pavers. Pavers. There you but go. On their yeah. side. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the shape of them. And they end up being about 20 pounds, 22 pounds when they're all cured. Mm -hmm. So I took um, five of our finished bricks and I weighed them out to figure out how much concrete I needed at the end, and that helped me make my mix. This time I also took some corn oil and poured a little bit inside each one. I Ugh. cleaned the molds out, got like all the dust out of there. Yeah, so that it wouldn't <laughs> stick the edges, be easier to demold. This is what I say, Maury and I are really used to making like custom, decorative, every detail counts concrete. Right, that forget. was your job in Chicago. Yeah, that's what he still does. Right. Um, he's probably like the foremost custom concrete like decorative concrete guy in the country <laughs> no one else is, really does it chicago style uh -huh. um, but the problem is we get really fixated on those those details and right. it's taken me a couple rounds to realize oh yeah it's outdoor 90 percent of the brick buried is buried anyway, anyway. Yeah. so yeah you get quick and dirty about it and this time i just use corn oil it's the same corn oil i put in my chainsaw slather mm -hmm. the inside of the mold with that and then when you go at the end of the day to take your mold apart, the whole thing comes out that much easier. Cool. So the second batch, the timing wasn't as good on. I didn't pour that one until like two in the afternoon and that's when it had just gotten like brutal hot mm -hmm. um, and I was frantic. And those, I still wanted to demold that night because I was leaving the next day and it was just one less thing to fuck around with. But I demolded a little early um, and one of them cracked in the middle. Hmm. We're still going to use it. And I'm glad we finally found the breaking point. Sure. Because um, I really want to know what the limits are. And like we've never done a compression test on any of the concrete we've made. 
Um, and if we're going to be doing this in the dugout, we really got to right. make sure we dial These ones are not load-bearing yeah. bricks, but in the future, there will yeah. be load-bearing bricks. So, so I want to yeah. fuck it up a little now so that we really learn the parameters because yeah. it's going to be the same aggregate for the dugout. Sure. It's going to be the same like rocks that are on site just busted up, and yeah. it's probably going to be the same cement because there are only so many cement manufacturers. Sure. Um, I was up there alone. I brought the chainsaw just in case I ran into, you know, if there's something in the path, but like really had no intention of using it, but I still had all my Milwaukee batteries, had fucking 30 amp hours of juice ready to roll out. And all I could do with it is weed whack. So I did that for like an hour on the first day for like an hour and a half on the second day, probably cleared like a half acre i want to say wow yeah or just like grass grass got into the weeds a little bit but like it's not made for that it'll do it but yeah it's really more of a grass whacker it's a grass whacker (laughs) yeah well it's you know they're all weeds if you don't like them i suppose that's true um anything is a weed if you call it that yeah but you did like a third of the clearing i finished out the rest of the clearing I cleared up to the property corner, the southeast property corner, because that's another one where I wanted to survey from there to figure out where we put our gate. Mm-hmm. Um, I cleared out a bunch by the southwest corner, too, and I cleared out the yurt site. Right. Um, so, yeah, the second day I went over to the southwest corner with the big boy battery, the big 12-amp-hour hmm. battery. Yeah, cleared out the whole area for the yurt. And then the last morning... I did some surveying for where the yurt's going to uh-huh, be. Per my request. Thank you very much. Yeah, that part was fun. Had my little coffee. <laughs> um, had my landscape flags and my landscape spray paint. I've been rocking that stuff a lot more at work. <laughs> it makes you look really pro. <laughs> and it's a cool way to start visualizing what you're going to do. Right. So I started off by, oh, I'm so sorry. We're breaking form here. I made a grid, people. <laughs> I found, um, first I made a compass rose, and I did that in pink landscape paint. Um, and then I started measuring out like eight foot intervals from the compass rose mm-hmm. and put flags in it. And I took like a million pictures along the way so we can reference it from home. Right, as we design it from home. Yeah, it's really hard to tell from a flattened out picture like how the land slopes. Step one is the plat, well step one was the site and Mm -hmm. scoping out the site, which you did, which is great. Step two is gonna be the deck, the platform itself, because that's gonna be a pretty big project, especially if we're digging in. Mm -hmm. And then step three is actually putting the yurt on the deck. But I, I'm really motivated to make it happen. I really want it to happen. I I really want to say that we're going to have a yurt by April. I know that's insane and you don't think that we're going to even have it by 2021, but if it's a kit, by God, I'm saying we're going to have a yurt by April. So we'll see. I said we were going to have a property by Halloween or by Thanksgiving. And we did. And we did. So yeah. And when Amy sets her mind to something, (laughs) it happens. She's the project manager on this. Yeah. There's a lot I don't know about carpentry and about, you know, Uh construction, but I'm going to project manage the shit out of this yurt. And I'm trying to, you know, distract from your, like the dugout is important and that's your project. That's part of why Uh I want to take so much ownership of the yurt. Right. Yeah. And I'm even happy being the laborer. I'm happy being delegated, but it sounds like you want to 
throw your back into a pickaxe for a while and yeah i mean i'm not super looking forward to digging but mm -hmm. i'll do it and cool. i'll nail boards together i'm, yeah. I'm in it man She's gonna pour concrete we're gonna dig some pylons for the porch mm -hmm. thing. concrete it'll be a whole thing but yeah. yeah it's a lot of work but but step one is really designing it so i'm glad that you did all that surveying oh, and took yeah. all those pictures so now we can start really designing what it is we want how it's gonna work etc yeah so on the last day it was just kind of clean up i put everything off and there are just these middens of shit everywhere <laughs> It's so much work to get stuff out. So what you mean, garbage, not garbage. literal shit. Right, right. Since, you know, we do have a compost toilet, there are... <laughs> right, and there are rats everywhere and yeah, mice, mice with actual so... middens of shit right. and mulch. Um, so, yeah, when you're by yourself, you just throw stuff anywhere. You know, you don't care about it. I started trying to organize a little bit, but on the last morning, I got Marie Kondo on <laughs> that shit. Does this garbage piece of cardboard bring you joy? Right. That's how it is because it takes so much work to get stuff up there that mm -hmm. you think, oh, this cardboard box, you know, it's going to be good fire starter come winter. And this big plastic sheet, well, I could maybe put that over concrete and it let it set or, you know, use it for whatever. It'll come in handy someday. Yeah. But the more times you move it around and the more times you... Like, notice, oh, the rats are eating the cardboard now. Yeah. Or, like, the plastic's all crumpled up. I'm never going to use this. Yeah. Just throw it away. So that's what I did most of the last day. Mm -hmm. Just picked up so much garbage that we've already accumulated. And yeah, it's kind of a bummer to think that there's that much garbage. Yeah. We had this, like, little piece of land already. We had this virgin land, and we just started, like, polluting it right away. Wow. How shitty is that? I mean... It's not like stuff was out just like in yeah. nature, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. It mostly was just our, in the greenhouse, like right? Firewood pile and we put yeah. cardboard on top of that and then put plastic on top of that so yeah. it doesn't like blow away. Right. But it's not like just litter throughout. Right. It's yeah. very carefully controlled, like this is a pile of fire fire starter. Right. It's by the firewood, you know. Yeah. So yeah. give yourself a Could little be credit. Worse, yeah. Yeah, but I cleaned a lot of it up and that was it was a very productive weekend. I got a lot done. That's awesome. I'm happy for you. I didn't use my voice very much. And <laughs> that was weird. I had to talk, make a point of talking aloud to myself. Yeah, I sure talked to the dog, so I kept talking. <laughs> yeah? You had an okay weekend back home? Yeah, I was a little worried at first because I've been a little depressed lately for, you know, look around obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, not that one needs a reason to be depressed, of course, but uh, anyway, I was a little bit concerned about spending three and a half days just by myself. Um, but no, it was fine. I had got a lot done and I signed up for Disney Plus and watched Hamilton and oh, several right. Disney movies and it was it was just fine. But I'm glad you're back now. Oh, me too. Probably but, a lot better than... Um sitting in 115 degrees yeah i am glad that i didn't go it was extremely hot I don't think and you missed much. i don't think i would have enjoyed it and you know i had a lot of work to do I here I, can, I, I can't just either. randomly take off three days unless i prepare for it yeah and i didn't prepare for it so right yeah and it's a lot easier to keep tabs on the dog when mm -hmm. you're not like outside and like death is around every corner yeah i was still cookie though yeah because i made you some dehydrated oh, meals oh yeah i didn't even mention that you used the dehydrator for the first time uh-huh never used a dehydrator before in my life my mom used one constantly when i was growing up um because she went on canoeing trips camping trips uh to the boundary waters in northern minnesota 
Um, so I'd certainly seen them in use, but I'd never used one myself. We got one from your mom and I finally broke it up. Yeah, it, the results were really good. You dried some onions and carrots and mushrooms mm -hmm. and then put that in a Ziploc bag with some couscous, couscous and, some... and some curry spice and instructed you to, oh, and cashews and raisins mm -hmm. um, and instructed you to make it with hot water and coconut milk. A can of coconut milk. And yeah, I gave it a good like half hour to reconstitute on the camp stove. Mm -hmm. um, it was really good. Yeah, I think I could tell that it had been dehydrated, but it wasn't, like, rough or chewy or anything. Yeah, the mushrooms in particular. I mm -hmm. would be worried that they would get kind of weird right. textured, but they didn't. No, no. Well, good. Yeah, I look forward to actually trying the food that I make next time. Try. Yeah. I, I haven't eaten any dehydrated food yet, just prepared it. Mm -hmm. so. It's really hard to bring refrigerated stuff and keep it cool. And it was Yeah, really... but it's 140 degrees in the greenhouse. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. are you supposed to do with food? Uh-huh. I did still have one cold box on the very last day, wow. um, but it was good to have a few dried meals. To mm -hmm. eat. Yeah. Well, and then you just don't have to spend the time. You know, you have so much that you want to get done up there. Mm -hmm. You don't want to waste any time preparing food for yourself. The easier and faster, the better. Yeah, thanks. Oh, Making oh, that yeah. so easy for me. Oh, it was my pleasure. Yeah, yes. great trip. Yeah, good. Double total number of bricks. The full realization of the greenhouse is within sight. And surveying the yurt is uh -huh. I am, huge. I am locking step. down on this yurt so nice. hard. I have it in my sights now. Now it's going to be my bitch. Like, got, it's going to happen. You I'm, got the ball rolling. I'm excited. I'm going to make it real. Nice. But, yeah, we're going to go, well, I don't know when the next time we're going to go back up. We're going ASAP. Joshua Tree. Yeah, going Joshua Tree next weekend. Yeah, more about that later. Um, but I don't know, maybe sometime in August then. Yeah, when it's, you know, 120 degrees <laughs> there instead. Yeah, I wonder if this is normal for the season or if it's been a little bit hotter than usual. Downsides to buy. I mean, you can't just sit around for a full year and wait uh -huh. because somebody else will buy the property from yeah. you. But. But it's kind of going to be hot everywhere in California, yeah, unless true. you're up at 10,000 feet. It was also very bright. It was a full moon. Right. Which kept me up. Yeah. Vince's um, vampire weekend. Yeah, totally. <laughs> at one point, I got up so early and like went outside and I saw the moon and I was like, no, fuck that. I'm going back to bed until the moon goes away. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for getting all that work done for us. It is my pleasure. Just keep building a little bit every every time. Yeah. Every day it's a getting closer, going faster than a roller coaster. All right. It's a very ominous song. <laughs> what is it? Right. Is it, it all depends to? on what it is. It's coming for you. The roller coaster is coming for you. That's life. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't know we were going. Sweet.